Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. We are back. That's Ian and myself, and that to share God's holy word with you. We're going to continue with our subject on marriage. We trust you've been viewing it, sharing it with your family and your friends. This is our second video for the day, and this video is entitled, entitled Suggestions for Good Sex in the Christian Marriage. Let's turn to a portion of Scripture. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 5, verse 19. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. Let's read it again. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished also with her love. May God add His blessing to the reading of His precious and holy word. Once again, I'm not a sex expert. <laughs> when it comes to marriage, who of us stand perfect before our spouse? In so many areas we falter and we fail. But nevertheless, through the grace of God we can minister as such. No doubt also my wife has given me permission to minister on the entire series on marriage. And she's been very gracious about that because <laughs> oh, she knows all about me. But praise God, yet she loves me. So I present these suggestions, trusting that it will be a blessing to you and your spouse. Suggestion number one. The understanding of pleasure in marriage. There's a golden rule when it comes to having sexual pleasure. And this, it, and this is it. Esteem the other first. Seek at all times to please your spouse. It's not so much as being satisfied yourself, but rather your spouse being satisfied. It is common to hear that many wives don't experience an orgasm. Sad! Many of them don't reach a sexual climax. They're unfulfilled in their relationships with their husband. Pre-ejaculation must be dealt with in order to have a good sex life. If a husband really loves his wife and cares for his wife, he would consult a Christian sexual sex therapist and be advised of how to act out his sex life that his wife might be well pleased. I'm also of the persuasion that we should go to a Christian sex therapist for the simple reason we receive good advice and sound moral teaching from God's Word. Now, the golden rule is to please your partner. And I don't want to sound crude or rude, but sad to say, some no sooner start than they finish. Someone has said it 
that it's oh boy I just hope you take this properly some say it's rooster six no sooner on and we're off again so we have to please our spouses and sometimes men if you are suffering with pre-ejaculation swallow your pride for the betterment of your marriage see a good Christian sex therapist and let him counsel you let him advise you and who knows if we implement the teaching things will come right in the sexual act now many marriages fail ending up in divorce simply because too many men are proud to go to a sex therapist and I feel that you know as well as I do what the Bible says pride goeth before fall so let's swallow our pride we have to meet the sexual needs of our spouses now just as a husband is expected to need to meet the sexual needs of the wife in the same manner the wife should endeavor to meet the sexual needs of her husband the next suggestion the importance of foreplay now foreplay plays a vital role not only in stimulating each other for sex it also brings tremendous satisfaction before the sexual act however foreplay is to be understood also in the light of our husband and wife treat treat each other during the day kind words kind actions are often expressions of foreplay our words and actions are to prepare each other for sex foreplay is just not fonding it's not just touching it's not caressing it's words it's actions and throughout the day we should prepare each other the way we speak to each other with kind words and kind actions and sometimes that can be seen as foreplay many husbands wonder and ponder why this spouse is not responding whilst having sex well because they misunderstand what foreplay is all about it's just not action it's just not touching and caressing it's how we treat each other how we talk to each other we can't just uh, shout and scream at each other and expect good sex from each other so let's practice foreplay throughout the day then a good suggestion and that number three no secrets no secrets whatsoever to have good sex husbands and wives must be unashamed in conveying to each other what brings them pleasure tell each other what to do where to touch and when to touch amen if we want to have good sex then we shouldn't be ashamed we should be candid and open with each other be as an open book to each other suggestion number four talk to each other about your sex life talk to each other about ways to improve your sex life read good Christian literature on sex and agree on sexual positions 
that both are comfortable with. There's more than the missionary position. However, you've got to agree with each other. Then, a very, very excellent suggestion. Healthy hygiene. Healthy hygiene is essential to having good sex. I had the pleasure of traveling to several countries preaching the Word of God. And i never forget coming to this wonderful country. I won't mention the name. But we were preaching there and doing counseling and whatnot. And um, one of the ladies spoke to my dear friend, uh, Dr. Apostle Rani Naidu. And um, she conveyed to him how that as much as she loved her husband, uh, his advances uh, in no way evoked sex in her. She just got turned off. And she told uh, the man of God that what turned her off was her husband's bad, bad breath. And there are, if your hygiene is not right, <laughs> don't expect good sex. She complained <laughs> about his smelly underarms and his smelly feet. And, well... He was taken aside, this man of God, and he was a good, good, good man, a hard-working man. And it was explained to him how that hygiene is essential to having good sex. Well, after us being there a month or two, <laughs> we just saw the change in both husband and wife. The wife had a spring in her step. <laughs> she was always smiling after the counsel that she received. And the husband, oh boy! He was alive and well. So they took the teaching on hygiene that was given to them by Pastor Rani Naidu. Now, another good tip. What turns spouses off from having sex? I would say that which turns most husbands and wives off from sex is constant needless arguments. And then also, I think above all else, the spirit of unforgiveness. Don't expect to have sex if there's bad vibes. Make right with each other. Clean the slate. And then you will enjoy sex. Never ever have sex when angry. Because what happens? Aggression that is within will be expressed in the marital act. Another good suggestion, number seven, the bedroom. Now remember this, I taught you on the home, the various areas of the home. And I endorse the fact that your bedroom is to be viewed as the holy of holies. It is that special room that is exclusive for the husband and wife. And because it's the room of love, it must always be tidy and attractive. Now, <laughs> let me say this. You know, in winter when it's cold, when it's cold in winter, <laughs> your sexual drive is not so high. 
and you 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 got to bring about a climate that will sort of um, awaken the sexual drive. So in winter, in winter, make sure that the bedroom is kept warm. Amen. Make sure it's warm. In summer, make sure the bedroom is well ventilated. And and other than that, besides the bedroom being tidy and attractive, please, please, don't have too much furniture as such in the bedroom. The bedroom should be spacious. Amen? That's your place of union. You're going to make love there. You're going to be intimate with each other. You don't want to be crowded. You need space to express yourself. Hallelujah. So then, make sure the bedroom is not clustered and overfinished. The bedroom must be spacious. Then, another suggestion. Number eight. Your diet. Watch what you eat. And don't expect to have good sets and you're going to have a big, big meal and you come to bed full, full, full. Oh, no. One of you are going to flop in the, in the intimacy as such. Have a good meal, but don't, don't ever, ever overeat. Then exercise. Now, someone once said, and by the way, it's not me. Someone once said that sex at times can be very hard work. And an unfit person will not truly enjoy sex. An unfit person will never ever truly enjoy sex. Other than that, the spouse will not be satisfied. Someone else said, and by the way, I wonder who it is. Someone said, no exercise, no sexercise. No exercise, no sexercise. So, be fit. Amen? Go for a jog, go for a walk. And, and, and it, it's an area that diabetics need to work on. If you're a diabetic and you feel you haven't got a sexual drive, my friend, all that you need is to walk four times a week for half an hour and your sexual drive will come back to you. It's not so much the tablets that the doctors give you, it's how you look after yourself. Go for a, a good walk for half an hour walk four times a week and boy oh boy, you'll be a well-driven <laughs> man. Then, suggestion number 10. Is this interesting, Ian? Yes. You're not married yet. I'm not married yet. But though. we're praying for Ian to get a wife. Number 10, understanding the sexual drives. Now, this is very, very important. Men are turned on by what they see. And sometimes, as often as the man would desire sex, he's turned off by his wife. He's turned up because <laughs> she's coming to bed clothed from neck to foot. Other than that, a scar, she's got a scar on her head or way back in those, those donkey years ago, she's come to bed with curlers and whatnot. 
an old boy is, he sits on drive, moving in and, oh boy, no. <laughs> Your bedroom, like I said earlier on, sh 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 in winter should be, be warm, in summer should be well ventilated. There's no need for you to come fully clothed to bed. It's a place of union. And a man is turned on by his wife's anatomy. What he sees, when he sees her body, he, 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 he enjoys it as such. Now, wife, this is a golden rule. Don't hide it. Flaunt it. You know what I'm saying, wife, now? Don't hide it. Flaunt it. It's for your husband. This is the man of your dreams that you're married unto. He wants to enjoy you and you should enjoy him. So how do you turn him on? How do you keep him interested? By dressing appropriately when you come to bed. Now, the man, as I said, is turned on by touch, but the woman is turned on, so rather the man is turned on by sight, and the woman is turned on by touch. Therefore, it is essential that the wife unashamedly advises the husband of what parts of her body should be caressed and fondled. So you're going to understand how, uh, uh, how the, 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 the male sex drive works and the female sex drives work. Don't forget sight and touch. Forget, forget not how to dress to go to bed. God bless you. Uh, suggestion number 11. Knowing what the Bible teaches. Many Christians are totally unaware of God's explicitness on sex. Throughout the Bible, sex is openly discussed. Now, these scriptures must be read and known by both spouses. And sadly, because many do not know these scriptures, they have a very religious attitude towards sex. And all they know, and please, I'm not being rude, all they know is the missionary position. Right. Suggestion number 12. Pray, 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 pray. Always pray about your sex life. Ask God to give you the ability to always please and satisfy your spouse. Then, suggestion number 13, dating. Now, as the years go on in on the marriage, you find that the responsibilities... The raising of children, the mortgage, the bonds, and all this type of thing, it sort of uh, uh, robs you of your sex life. You're mentally fatigued, going to work, the responsibilities of raising the children, oh, etc., etc., just, just, just wears you down. And you, you, you know, you're no more so vibrant as such in your sexual drive towards each other. Now, take stock, my friend. Take stock husband, take stock wife. At least once a week, at least once a week, date each other. At least once a week. Put everything and everyone aside and concentrate solely on each other. If the kids <laughs> are in the way, that night, that special night that you have a date every week with each other. Put the kids early to bed. 
right? Or better still, send them to grandma and grandpa and then have a date together. Enjoy each other and you'd be surprised how that the stress will lift away. Sometimes sex is therapy. So have that special date during the week. Then number 14, and this is vital. If you always want to have God's blessing on your sex life, that is between husband and wife, respect is important. Never ever talk of what takes place in your bedroom to other people. That's private between you and your husband, you and your wife. Respect your spouse. Amen. Never ever talk out of your bedroom. And sometimes you've got to be careful how that some people will approach you and ask for advice, ask you certain questions. And sometimes you've got to be careful if you answer these questions, it, it can be seen as if you are, are doing these certain things in your bedroom. When people come with these questionable questions, you know what you do? If they're Christians, refer them to the pastor. If they're non-Christians, refer them to a, to a sex therapist. Don't you and I now become, uh, uh, what's the word even, we become authorities on the subject and we just answer left, right and center. No, be careful. Sometimes it's a trap for you because they want to know what you're doing in your bedroom. That's private between you, your spouse and God. Then another good suggestion if you want to have a good sex life, birthdays and anniversaries. Always remember that special day, especially, especially your wedding day. Amen. When you and your spouse made the vows that you will live together and enjoy each other. So that day, don't ever forget it. In fact, that's one day you've got to have a date. Go out, go somewhere, go for a long drive. Go, into a, go on a holiday. But please, please, don't ever forget your anniversary. Your birthdays are also important, but not as important as the anniversary. Bless each other with flowers and with gifts. Then last but not least, the one no-no, the menstrual period. Do not have sex during the wife's menstrual period. It is forbidden in Scripture. Now, I trust that these suggestions have been a blessing to you and that whether it is failure, you will go for counsel, you will go for advice. Amen. But I, 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 the one thing that I believe in strongly is never, ever, 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 ever stop saying to each other that you love each other. I think there's not a day go by, that day goes by that my wife and I don't say we love each other every day. When I get up and I take the car out for her, like today, she went to work, in and out, year ministering the word. Uh, took out the car, took her to the car, kissed her and said, have a good day and I love you, my darling. Amen. And I, and I, I assure you, 
before we go to bed tonight, we'll say it two or three times to each other. God bless you. God bless your family. And enjoy your Christian marriage sex life. It is a gift of God. God bless you. Amen. And um, there's still a few more subjects we have to deal with. And I will try my best next week to conclude on marriage. God bless you and have a good day. Amen.